0: It used to bother me that Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, has almost two murders a day. Does not feel very loving when you look at the statistics, but when you look back at the story of biblical brothers going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, you realize that you know there was Cain and Abel, and if you remember the story, they didn't hit it off so well. And then you go to Aravot our patriarchs and Abraham has two sons Yitzhak and Yishmael and uh, they were not good buddies and then you find Yitzhak has two sons Yaakov and Esav and they had a lot of problems together so finally you get to Yaakov and his 10 children all to be Klai Yisrael the 10 sorry 12 children all to Yisrael, and the 12 tribes of Israel unfold, and 10 of them hate the 11th, Yosef, and actually plot to kill him, and then are diverted from that initial plot to sell him into slavery, get rid of him, cover it over with a subterfuge to their father, dipping his coat into blood, And allowing Yaakov to go into Avelut, into mourning for a son that he thinks dead. Not a great story of brotherly love unless we're talking about the kind of Philadelphia. This, by the way, is no diatribe only against Philadelphia. It's not even one of the 30 top murder capitals in the United States. I checked. But what's really unusual about this story is that it interrupts Yosef's descent into Egypt with a description of another very strange story. And that is that as the story unfolds, we find Yehuda has three sons. Now Yehuda was supposed to be the eventual king amongst the brothers this royal personage has three children er onan and shelo er marries a woman tamar but er erred by thinking let's make her a trophy wife she's too beautiful to impregnate so he begins relations with her spills his seed on the ground is punished he dies now at that point our ancestors had a concept of a commandment called yibum, a leverite marriage, that the next of kin should marry as long as the wife and the gentleman who died, the brother were childless and so he gives Tamar to marry his second son Onan repeats the sin of his brother, not wishing to sacrifice his seed to uplift the dead soul of his brother. He also dies. Two very unhappy wedding nights for this young widow and for the family. Yehuda, not understanding what took place, is not ready to jump to provide his third youngest son, Shelah, who may have been below the proper age, to marry Tamar. And so Tamar is now put into a aguna, a frozen situation, waiting for Shelah to grow up but still observing that even if Shelah is growing up and appropriate for marriageable age, Yehudah is not doing it. And so Tamar hears that her father-in-law is going to be passing through the town. She disguises herself as a prostitute, sits on the crossroads, waits for him. Yehuda's wife had died, and something overwhelmed this tzaddik that he was going to solicit the services of this prostitute now again mind you this before the torah was given this really was not a sin but not exactly something without a negative element to it and so in fact he's overwhelmed he lives with her she says what could you give me he promises part of his livestock which is not traveling with what could you give me in the meantime he hands over as an elavon as a collateral his signet ring and his staff and then when he comes back sends payment through a friend they tell him there was never a prostitute what are you talking about and the matter gets put to rest a few months later tamar is pregnant with twins that was a capital sin if she's pregnant she had relations she can she has to wait for this yibum for this Leverite opportunity and that was a sin and she was being potentially put to death to be burnt and she mentions to the court and Yehuda is sitting there hakerna whoever can recognize the staff and the ring they're the father now she could have just said to Yehuda, "Hey, don't you remember? she would have been willing to burn to death rather than to embarrass someone else. Yehuda, again, she, chief rabbi, yeah. big position, says, "Wait a second, Sadkai many. Re- that was, oh my gosh, she's innocent. I am the father. She waited for me." I performed this leverite experience, and those children are mine. I'm the dead. Now, mind you, as the Chief Justice, he could have easily declared a mistrial, say there was the, whatever it was, he could have easily found a way to just get her out the back door. Rather than doing that, and to proclaim her innocence and righteousness, he admitted, I'm the father. You know, like, even though it wasn't a sin, I visited a prostitute is not a great string of accolades to a leader. He stood up to it, he admitted it, and they have twins. And then the story continues with Yosef going down to Egypt and his experience in Egypt. A very critical interruption, but what's the connection? And as many describe the connection is obvious as Joseph is on his way down to slavery God is planting the seeds of redemption because you see Zorah one of her twins becomes the great ancestor to Yeshai and then to David King David the sire of Moshiach is born from that connection And this is what the Torah is telling us. What looks like one scene that's going on with Yosef in Egypt, behind the scenes, God is unfolding the eventual redemption. Golos is beginning, exile is starting, Geula is unfolding, redemption is unfolding. And that's the intermingling of two stories and all of us have multiple stories we don't always know what's going on behind the scenes but God does and let me leave you with a thought that's so interesting because with our neighbors in the Christian world the idea of Mashiach, the idea of the Messiah is a being who's created without any element of a human, physical, sexual connection. In words, as they describe it, a virgin birth. That's their view of Messiah. They must come from the most pristine, holiest, direct-to-God type of connection, unfettered and unsullied by human relations. Look at the Mashiach that we have in the Bible the Mashiach comes from a combination of multiple sordid events all seemingly surrounded around this concept of a Leverite marriage of Yibu this is Yehuda and Tamar it wasn't a pretty experience oh yes 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 I, I thought she was a prostitute she was forced to do this and even would face death From that putrid experience, from that terrible, terrible, overlapping, negative, dark, toxic environment, Mashiach is born. But look at the other parts of the family connections. In order for David to be born, there has to be a Boaz who connects with a Rus. Also a very questionable relationship. But that, because she came from Moab. And Moab is not to enter into the Jewish people. Moabiyah, or Maviyah, It was a very questionable, and to some even a sordid relationship. David and Batsheva, A very, very troubled relationship that would cause Mashiach to come. And how did Rus come about? Lot and his daughters. More than sordid. Moav is a combination of Me'av from Daddy, Daddy's little present. When the girls thought that they were sacrificing themselves to maintain the seed of humanity, thinking everyone else dead after watching the conflagration of Stone, Amor, and the five towns. Within the context of the most putrid, the most polluted types of human events, greatness is pulled out of it we all live in worlds and do things and are involved with things that maybe we're not the most proud of we all get pulled down the concept of Mashiach the concept of redemption the concept is as we're on the way in shackles God is playing an opportunity for us to reestablish inside of ourselves that seed of greatness. Then in the midst of a toxic environment is such a powerful aspect of human greatness to pull that up in the midst of darkness is such great potential for light. That's our theme of Mashiach. Not only human beings coupling but sometimes human beings in very challenged environments that challenge is mashiach the ability to bring greatness out of human weakness may be god's will then in the context of all of the darkness that we have a people have experienced and all of our personal challenges that we find personal victory in our battles and from those victories the redemption is born may it be today Shabbat shalom.